Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 60th episode of the Cozy Show podcast. Well, 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 60th episode. Of course, I started this podcast November 1st, early November. And uh, it's been live and kicking. It's been going strong ever since then. And, uh, you know, I've got to give a big shout out. And I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, give thanks where, you know, thanks are, you know, very much in order. Um, A thank you is in order. Um... I got to give, you know, I got to give thanks where thanks is needed here. I got to give a thank you because the thank you is in order. I got to give a shout out and uh, I got to give my overall love and support to all you fans, listeners, and audience members of the podcast. You guys are what keeping me doing what I do. So thank you all for listening in and tuning in and being active audience members and participants of the podcast um wouldn't be at this position with this podcast without all of you so thank you very much okay so before i get into the sports news and all that good stuff that i usually get into um Let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, plenty of sports news to get into, (laughs) as I always say, and plenty of sports news to go around. But before I get into all that, let me talk about some, you know, non-sports news you know, some general media topics and, uh, you know, current things, or in this case, current events going on right now. And so, let's do that. So, I was watching one of these morning shows, as I typically do during the morning time, um, but, you know, what really stood out to me was you know, how much, um, material I was able to, um, you know, share with you all, and that's what I'm about to do right now. Okay, so, what do we have here? Alright, so, there's this book, um, that has been released, um, and this book is by, um, you know, uh, an Indian American woman, like from India, not, you know, not Native American, but, you know, actually from India, right? And she, um, wrote a book, published it, and now it's out available. Um, for the world to see. So, 
Let me give a little bit of insight about what the book's about. Okay, so it's about an Indian-American woman who um, eventually moves to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she tries to basically not necessarily blend in and or stand out, but tries to, you know, find herself in this new environment. Um, and her, you know, trying to find her first love and, you know, those people that she can relate to and find, quote, um, you know, her people, right? But it also talks about, um, you know, her journey, her life story, and it really did, um attract my attention, brought to me some intrigue and some interest. Um, but I guess what gets to me more than anything else is this is, you know, an Indian American woman who wrote, published, and now, you know, has sold a book. Um, you know, for her to do this, for a woman, and especially a woman of color, to do this and uh, to be advertised like that on such a national and international scale, um, that's only going to bring good business for her. It's uh, going to make, you know, her book sales go up, obviously. <laughs> it's going to make her, uh, excuse me, it's going to make her... Uh, it's going to make her um, book more profitable now that it's been broadcast, you know, on national as well as international television. Um, her book is now, um, you know, out for the world to see um, ever since, you know, that segment of one of the morning shows that I watch um, came up. So in many ways, that book is now... Um, that book has now had its stock... Excuse me. The stock of that book has went up tenfold, is what I'm trying to say. Because it was, you know, broadcast in front of the world. In front of a national and international audience. So for that book to come out on this particular morning show that I watched, you know, a show that's watched by hundreds, thousands, millions of people, that's only going to be good for her business in selling that book. This is only going to be good publicity, um, you know, good momentum, good... Uh, Um, you know, good fortune for her moving on. So good for her. Um, so there's some other sports news I also want to get into. Um, but before I do that, I just want to give congratulations to that Indian American woman, um, for, you know, stepping outside of her comfort zone. Um, and being 
willing to put herself out there, you know, willing to, um, you know, really put herself in position to make herself successful. And I think that's what she did here. So congratulations go out to her. And if you want to find out um, the name, you know, of the title, as well as the author, um, you'll have to, you know, look at the previous episode of Good Morning America, and you'll find that information out as far as the title, you know, the name of the book, and the title of the author. You'll find both of those out <laughs> on Good Morning America, because I don't remember it off the top of my head. I did for a second, but, you know, it's hard to remember, you know, so many things when you try to give as much coverage as you possibly can, you know. <laughs> um, what else? Okay, so... There was that, um, Megan the Stallion performed towards the end of the show, which I'll get to, um, you know, in a few minutes, but there was plenty of good stuff to go around, plenty of good stuff to talk about, I'm not going to waste any time, so let's get right into that. Okay, so, um, all right. So it turned out to be one of the um, Good Morning America um, news anchor's birthdays. And it just so happens that um, this particular man um, is someone who I respect very much and someone I sort of look up to um, and idolize and feel mentored by, you know, because when it comes to me doing this podcast, you know, I always try to look towards, you know, what's the gold standard, you know, um, of course, this is a African American man, but, you know, um, race and whatever else aside, um, it doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter gender, race, s sexual orientation. If you do your job well, especially in that line of work, I mean, you'll have people, you know, want to mentor you and idolize you and look up to you. And that's what this guy's done for me. As far as I know, he's a heterosexual male. Um, but you'll have to look that up for, you know, factual purposes. But anyway, I look up to this guy. And it's his birthday today. And so he got, like, cupcakes or a cake, right, towards the end of the show. It was really nice to see that happen. And for Megan the Stallion to perform... You know, you know, right before the show ended, I mean, what better way to go out, right? 
<laughs> that's that's stuff that you could only dream about. But anyway, let's uh, get into some other stuff because um, there's just again more stuff to talk about as far as you know the non-sports news, general media, and you know current events type stuff. So let's do that. Okay, so. Um, here we go. So, let me see here. So, at one point, the show talks about how to survive getting into a rip current, right? And I found this to be very interesting, intriguing, and um, most of all, you know, life-saving information. Um, of course, they showed the different tactics you can do and use if you ever find yourself in said situation. But um, I guess what also drew, drew my attention was the fact that this person brought over a team from around Huntington Beach, California right and partnered up with them along with his you know uh, organization or his skill set and uh, his occupational skills whatnot to team up to show people how to you know survive um you know, an incident such as that. And one of the things that he said to do was, and that is if you find yourself in this case scenario, I'm not trying, you know, to advocate for anyone to put themselves in danger, let alone try to attempt to put theirself in danger. So, you know, please don't try this at home or anywhere else. But if you ever do find yourself in this situation, which I hope you don't, but if you do, um, here's what you can do to potentially get out of that scenario. So one thing you can do is, well, a lot of people in that situation would swim, you know, away from the rip, t uh, yeah, the rip current, and that's exactly what most professionals, um, in that particular area of expertise would tell you not to do, if anything, um, they said you want to swim towards, you know, shore, um, at an angle, so you want to swim at an angle towards shore, towards dry land. Um, and if you're not able to do so, um, try to float on your back. Um, as far as I can remember, at least that's what I thought I heard, saw, and was being, you know, read to me. Um, and try to call out for help. Um, 
you know, for, from a lifeguard or anyone who has, you know, access to get to you. Um, and another thing you can do to, you know, get out of the situation is prevention. <laughs> Just don't put yourself in that situation. And it may sound, you know, like the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's not. I mean, rip currents may look like they're one of the easiest things to spot, right? Like a giant wave in the ocean or a shark, right? Or, you know, uh, waves coming onto shore or dry land. Well, it's not that obvious all the time. And sometimes it's not that obvious at all. Um, you could see, you know, a plain bed of water decide to go into it, you know, where there's, you know, nothing but stillness going on in that, um, area of water. But truth be told, um, that's actually where rip currents are a hot spot. And so you may think that that's one of the safest places to be in the ocean, but that's actually one of the most dangerous. And if you ever find yourself in that situation, you know, those are some of the tips that can, I wouldn't say lead to either life or death, but life or no life at that point. Um, so, I think that was very helpful um, for that person to give that information out and share it with the world. So, I want to give thanks to that person and give them props, praise, and compliments. Because it goes to show you there's still good people out there in the world. And he just so happened to be one of them. Thank you for being a good Samaritan and having a good heart. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's get into some other news here. What else can I talk about? Let me see here. Let me see. Okay, so the show also talked about, you know, how you can help yourself create a joy fund. And also, potentially, get out of debt. Um, it talked about the, you know, the general things you can think about in a system you can build to um, combat that from becoming an issue. Some say you should follow the 50-10-40 rule, which is... 50% going towards needs, 10% going towards, you know, wants, and 40% going towards debt. Another group of people would possibly say, follow the, you know, uh, what was it? F follow the uh, 50-20-30 rule, um, which is... 50% of the money going towards needs, 20% going towards wants, 
and 30% going towards the debt and stuff related to that. Uh, I think that was a very helpful tip for, you know, anyone, especially like, you know, college students, for example, or alumni just coming out of college or those looking to get into college. I mean, that's especially true for, you know, those individuals. But I think this scenario can also apply to someone starting a business. Um, you know, someone that's trying to start a new career. Um, I think that applies in all of these situations. And that was very, very helpful news. So, again, I got to give proper thank you. A thank you is in order. So, thank you to that um, woman that, you know, was willing to share that, you know, advice and, you know, expertise in that said situation. So, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Alright, so what else can I talk about before I get into some professional sports news in maybe even professional wrestling, depending on how much time I have after I talk about some professional sports news. So we'll see. Let's see here. Um, trying to think. Okay. So, um, As far as I can remember correctly, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good stuff the show, you know, talked about. This was one of my favorite, you know, episodes of this morning show that I watched. You know, I learned a lot from it. And, you know, anytime I get the opportunity to watch, you know, morning shows like this, you know, it's definitely, you know, a, a chance to get, you know, a chance to learn something, you know. Hang on just a second. I've left a couple notices about not parking by the mailboxes. I can't pull up there. Okay. And I would just typically just drive on by because right. I've already left you a notice, but it wouldn't be fair to your neighbor no, that they wouldn't get their mail. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, I'll let mom know as soon as she gets out of the bathroom. Okay, great. Thank, Thank you, man. Have a good one. It's been a while, man. Good yeah, to see you. Buddy. Take yeah, buddy. Take care. Take care. You too. Uh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I had to... Uh, uh, technical difficulties that needed to be addressed. I had a situation on my hands that needed to be taken care of. I had, um, I wouldn't say a temporary inconvenience, but, you know, a situation I couldn't control, and things are now back in control. And so... I would like to continue with where I was. 
So I'm going to talk about a couple more things that I, you know, would like to cover about, you know, what I watched on one of these morning shows. And I'll be ready to move on to the next thing, which would be, um, you know, professional sports news, professional wrestling. And if I have any other time um, after that, then I'll kind of just freestyle on the podcast and talk about, you know, what I have time to talk about and shoot from the hip. Okay, but... uh, Right now, let's get back into what I was trying to talk about, which was some non-sports news, media stuff, you know, media topics, current events, that kind of stuff. Okay, so, um, let's see. Um, so there was a nice little thing I did looked at, um, when it talked about, you know, gas prices, um, which has gone down a dollar from around $5 to $4, which saves Americans, I guess, they're trying to say like a million dollars, you know, nationwide or whatever else they're trying to say. I mean... The price of gas only went down one dollar, and the price of food has i mean that's there are crazy prices right now, and I would say you know inflation you know it does play a role um I'm not sure if it you know is is steady. And, you know, we have a grasp on it yet. Um, But I think we're trying to figure out, you know, figure this out as we go. Um, So, make of that what you will. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Um, What else? What else? Oh, yeah. And so... Another thing I'd like to bring up is um, Megan the Stallion, um, of course, performed. And I told you I'd get into that, so let's do that now. Megan the Stallion performed um, around the end of the show. She played three songs. I guess initially she was only supposed to play two due to time constraints. But they were generous to her and to the audience and to um, the African-American guy, the sports anchor. They did birthday boy a favor, if you will, and uh, let her perform a third song. So imagine that. Think about that for a second. Having a live performance from a Grammy Award winner on Good Morning America on your birthday and you get cake? That's how you know you've had a good birthday. (laughs) 
Um, and again, happy birthday to um, that African-American man. He's very good at his job. Um, you know, hope he, I hope you have a good one, man. You know, you're very good at what you do. And I idolize you. I find you a good mentor. I look up to you. And whenever I do episodes of this podcast, you know, I always, um, I always find some sort of, you know, I always see myself in you in some ways. So thank you very much for what you do and keep it going. All right. So one more thing to get into before I get into professional sports, and that would be this. So, you know, there was plenty of stuff to look at and cover and talk about as far as these particular morning shows go, right? From Megan the Stallion to the Indian-American woman publishing the book, uh, her own book, her first book, Um, And by the way, the book has received um, somewhat of a fair response from critics and, of course, authors alike, so that's good for her. I wanted to talk about one more thing before I get into professional sports and whatever else, so I'll just get into it right now. So, here we go. Um, So, let's see here. Let me see here. What can I talk about? What can I throw at you? What can I, um, you know, cover as far as non-sports news, general media topics, and current events that I can get into. Well, here's uh, one thing I think that might bring your attention, or excuse me, catch your attention. (sighs) Um, So, let's see. Um, so things are going quite well for, well, me, of course, (laughs) but it's also good to know that, you know, the Good Morning America team have been doing such a great job in their coverage, you know, regardless of whatever they're, you know, covering, you know, doesn't matter what the topic is, doesn't matter what the discussion's about, you know, it doesn't matter what the topic is that they're about to discuss, they always bring it. They always give the best coverage. They always give the best uh, info out, right, when it comes to these you know, particular topics and whatnot. 
So, uh, I just want to thank the good, uh, excuse me, I want to thank the Good Morning America team for delivering day-to-day coverage of, you know, non-sports news, general media topics, you know, um, all that, non-sports news, general media topics, all that stuff, you know, I feel like I get a lot of that, uh, topics and coverage from, from them, um, they're one of my primary resources for such topics, so, thank you, Good Morning America, and your anchors for delivering the non-sports news, um, you know, and media topics and current events that I talk about now, because Good Morning America is one of the, if not the primary source of me getting some of this coverage and bringing it to you, so I don't normally do this kind of stuff, but yes, um, Good Morning America is one of my sources for, you know, giving you some of this coverage, so there you go. I find them a helpful resource and always have since I've been doing this podcast. So thank you all. You know, you know, the, uh, to the sports anchors, uh, not sports anchors, the Good Morning America anchors. They do a tremendous job. Keep it up, all of you. Thank you very much for what you do. And, uh, You guys are a big help, so thank you very much. Okay, so now I'm going to get into some professional sports news. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have too much time to talk about professional sports news, but I'm going to try to do as much as I can, so there you go. Alright, so let's start in the NFL. So, of course, I saw my New England Patriots take on those New York Giants. Um, And, of course, this was a preseason game, so I didn't make too much of it. But it was still a nice little game that they played. Nice, nice, fun little matchup to watch. Um... Of course, again, it's preseason, so it really doesn't count for much. <laughs> However, you know, you you definitely want to take the preseason seriously. And if I can quote Damian Woody, not Damian Woody, excuse me, I don't want to disrespect him at all because <laughs> he played for my New England Patriots. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Um, for that, the confusion, I apologize, Damian Woody, um, no disrespect to you at all, you won two Super Bowl championships for my New England Patriots, so no disrespect to you, um, I was just looking to quote someone, um, as regards to this matter, 
And the person I was actually looking to quote was Kendrick Perkins, who played for the NBA. And he said, you always, well, I don't know if he said you always, but he said, you need to take the preseason seriously. And that applies in this case scenario here. Now, keep in mind, this isn't an NBA guy talking about taking the preseason seriously in his sport. The thing about that is that situation very much applies here in the NFL. Take the preseason seriously. You know, because yes, it's preseason. It doesn't count toward the regular season or the playoffs. But it allows you to find your identity and find that continuity and really come together as a collective group, as a team, to find out who you are, what you're about, what's your strengths and weaknesses, and how to turn those weaknesses into strengths and, you know, build from that. And to my New England Patriots' credit, of course, they didn't come away with the win like I would have wanted them to. But they did play, um, or it looks like they played, shades of New England Patriots football. You know, they played very much, uh, you know, or tried to play shades of the Patriot way. You know, which is, um, let's see how I could define the Patriot way. (laughs) to someone who's not a fan of the New England Patriots. Um, So, the Patriot way, at least in my uh, eyes, I would describe it as, you know, the, um, the way that the New England Patriots um, play on both sides of the ball which is hustle, um, work hard, play hard, play tough, play physical, um, and I'm pretty sure this, this is another good saying I could possibly use in the same situation here. Offense make plays, defense get takeaways. There you go. So that's my best definition of it of it uh, excuse me that's my best definition of it and if I could maybe add a little bit more uh, insight into it it would be don't turn the ball over create turnovers no penalties especially on special team um, what else good coaching discipline um you know, have good coping skills if things aren't going your way, all that sort of stuff. But I think the most important thing is do your job. And what I mean by that is whether you're a quarterback, a defensive back, a running back, you know, uh, a safety, a linebacker, 
an offensive lineman do your job. Which, in this case, means do what your job title um, says that you're supposed to do. So if it's a quarterback, then don't turn the ball over. You know, don't fumble. Don't have an interception. Take care of the football. Play mistake-free football. If it's a running back, don't fumble the ball. You know, um, try to try to uh, get some good runs, about five yards per carry, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, if it's tight ends or receivers, try to you know take what the defense gives you. And if you're say a defensive back, a safety, or a linebacker. You know, depending on which position you are, keep your eye on the ball. So if it's safety, um, go after the quarterback if you can, if you're able to do so. If you're not able to do so, disrupt the play that is taking place at that particular moment. So, say a receiver or a tight end is matched up against you, do everything you can to make sure that's an incomplete pass. If it's a linebacker, then go after the quarterback. If it's, you know, if it's, uh, say, an offensive lineman, protect your quarterback. So, all that stuff, you know. And like I said, my New England Patriots didn't win, which I'm not pleased about at all. But um, they handled the situation with grace. Um, they were humbled by this defeat. And they were, you know, they manned up. They, they owned up to their loss. And they took it on the chin and they moved on. So i got to give a shout-out to my New England Patriots for the way they handled that defeat, um, the way that they, uh, they coped with that defeat, the way that they um, responded to coming up short. Um, that's you know, really set an example for me why I love this team so much. Win or lose, they are who they are. They are the New England Patriots. And they are one of the best teams in the history of the NFL. Um, maybe not right now <laughs> because of the offensive struggles, but if you look at the overall dynamics in the dynasty that this team basically had over the NFL for about 20 years, up until the past two years or so, right around the time Tom Brady left, they, they have six Super Bowl championships, more than any other franchise. And Tom Brady, who won those six championships,
championships for that franchise. Um, he's actually went on to win seven Super Bowl championships. So he has more Super Bowl championships than any franchise. And we're talking the Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys. The list goes on and on. Um, but I don't have time to get into all that. But again, thank you. I gotta give thanks to my New England Patriots for the way that they handled adversity on and off the field and the way that they handled defeat. Um, they're a class act, they're a class organization. Um, and that's that, that speaks to the organization that you have in New England. And to Coach Bill Belichick, Coach Joe Judge, Coach Matt Patricia. They have a foundation, they have a core, they have a identity. And sure, the offense might be struggling right now, but it doesn't mean it won't find itself. Come on, people, give it some time. We're in the off season still. Training camps are pretty much about to be over, if they're not already. Preseason is pretty much just started. So let's give them a little bit of time, okay? It's the off-season still. I know a lot of people want to write the New England Patriots off, from the critics to the rivals especially, um, to your traditional... <laughs> but truth be told... Um, Truth be told, I think that the New England Patriots their way, so to speak. See what I did there? <laughs> Patriot way, find their way, all that stuff. Right? Anyway, so um, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to end it here as far as the New England um, it's a business. You know, they had um, they had some of their players come off. You know, they had some of their players return from the season prior, and they decided not to play due to COVID nineteen. So they had some players return. You know, players come back. They had returning players come in last season and contribute. But they also brought in a load of talent in free agency. They were probably the biggest spenders in all of free agency last season. And you'd look at that team and think, this team might make the playoffs. And they did. They made the playoffs. And sure, the inexperience showed. They got beat by 30 at Buffalo. I hate them. Buffalo Bills. Bud Rival. But that's a topic for another time. The fact, excuse me, what, I, what I'm trying to say is this team led by Mac Jones and coached by Bill Belichick. Don't count this team out. 
Um, I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to have a deep playoff run. I'm not saying that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. What I'm saying is, don't underestimate the Patriots. Don't overlook them. Don't look past them. Anytime you have that coach on the sideline and Bill Belichick, and that quarterback going into his second year in Mac Jones, who is, in my eyes, mature beyond his years, you always got a shot. So keep that in mind. For all you critics out there, keep sleeping on my Patriots and let them continue to prove you wrong. And I'll just end it there. Anyway, so like I said, so the preseason is, you know, in its early stages and it's probably halfway over by now, but my Patriots lost, unfortunately, to, uh, you know, to the New York Giants of all teams, which is pretty laughable, but okay. But there's also some other news coming out of the NFL that I want to get into before I can talk about the NBA and Major League Baseball. Okay, so Malik Willis played for the Titans yesterday and made a good impression on even some of the more traditional uh, NFL players. Um... Even Damian Woody, who is, you know, again, like I said, uh, two-time champion from my New England Patriots, he even said he was impressed from what, you know, Malik Willis brought to the table. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that the team formerly known as Foxborough South <laughs> in Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans... You know, led by their head coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, I'm not going to lie if I didn't say that Malik Willis didn't impress me and leave an impression on me. Uh, This was, I believe, his first preseason game. I could be wrong. You have to look it up for, you know, the actual uh, info on that, but... I believe this was his first preseason game, and he actually did pretty well. So, if this is what, you know, Ryan Tannehill has to compete with going forward, and Ryan Tannehill potentially gets injured, Willis shows what he's capable of. We could have a controversy, uh, excuse me, we could have a quarterback controversy on our hands. Stay tuned. Okay, moving on. What else can I talk about as relates to the NFL? So, um, let's see. Okay, so the preseason, like I said, um, it's pretty much midway, pretty much halfway from being over. But we're already seeing what some of these teams are made of. 
that's what I like to see. You know, I like I love seeing uh, teams come into their own. Um, you know, at this point in time, um, and one of the teams that have really, you know, I guess got my attention. You know. My New England Patriots, but you know, I'll save that for another time. Running out of uh, air time on this episode of the podcast, so I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson, and I'm going to just get to the next topic. So Lamar Jackson, right? Who is a rival to my New England Patriots because he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. I hate to say it, but that organization needs to pay this man his money. I mean, he's proven himself time and time again that he can not only win football games, but, you know, he can lead his team into the playoffs. Now, you can make a case that, yes, he's led the team to the playoffs, but what's he done since then? You know, you could you could make the argument that he has not done well in the postseason. That he is a one-and-done postseason player. He'll get into a playoff game, the wild card round, and he might play for one, maybe half the game, you know. He might play for good for the second half, uh, excuse me, he may play good for the first half, and then the second half, it's like he's nowhere to be found. So you could make that argument, but I personally believe if he's going to be paid, then you got to pay him now. Because other guys on that team need, need to be paid. You know, J.K. Dobbins, out of Ohio State, the running back, he's going to need, you know, to be paid, so... You know, stay tuned. We'll see. Justin Tucker already got paid. Here's what really can. Okay. Here's what really. I wouldn't say grind my gears, but really gets me curious. So, they signed Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker in NFL history, who they already had on their roster, but they. They signed him to an extension, right? A couple years, or maybe multi, maybe several years. You'll have to look that up for the overall information on that. But they signed him to an extension, right? And they gave him a certain amount of millions of dollars. But they did not sign their quarterback, who's supposed to be their guy of the future. So, make make sense to me. Okay? You sign your kicker, the greatest kicker in NFL history, you give him an extension, which makes sense. I understand that. I'm not saying the guy doesn't deserve his, you know, his bag, his money. You know? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be paid. What I am saying is, 
How are you going? Your kicker, but you're not going to pay your quarterback just yet. And I guess here's the most confusing part. They haven't even paid Lamar Jackson yet. And to top it all off, I guess here would be the worst part. How are you going to pay your kicker before your quarterback? Make that make sense to me. How are you going to pay? Uh, yes, he's the best kicker in NFL history. Yes, he deserves it. Yes, he's proven his worth. But make that make sense to me. How do you pay your kicker? But you don't pay the guy that plays the most important position in football. I don't get it. But they're a division rivals, so I'm not going to get too far into that. So there you go. So I'm going to talk about the NBA and Major League Baseball real quick. Because I'm running out of air time here. So here we go. So the Yankees and the Red Sox will take place Sunday on Sunday Night Baseball, 7 Eastern Time. Check your local listings in your area for that. Um, and that's about all the time I have as far as, you know, talking about Major League Baseball. Sorry, but I'm running out of show. I'm going to talk about the NBA real quick and talk about, you know, the road to repeat for the Golden State Warriors. I'll just say this. It's easier to be at the top than to stay at the top. And the Warriors will have a bullseye on their chest, a target on their back, and they're going to have to dodge bullets from every corner. So stay tuned. Finally, I wanted to talk about a couple of things as I've preached the two-minute warning here of episode 60 the 60th episode of the Coast Show podcast. Here we go. I'm going to talk about three things, and I'm going to end it here. So, um, I've gone over this again and again and again in my head about, am I going to read the book It's Better to Be Feared again for the second time? And I've said no, 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 no in my head so many times. And then at the last second, I decided, you know what? It might actually be a good idea. And that's what I wanted to recommend to, well, excuse me, that's what I wanted to talk about. I recommend that book to any Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, or any Patriots fans. It's definitely a good book if you are a fan of all of the above, or any of the above. There you go. Two more things. Um, it's the 60th episode of the Coastie Show podcast. It's come a long way. So, 60 episodes and counting, and I'm just getting started. There you go. Finally, I know I've said this before already, but I can't stress it enough. Happy birthday to that African American, um, you know. Good Morning America sports news anchor. I see him as a mentor, someone I look up to, um, someone that I idolize, and he is one of the guys that 
made it easy for me to do this podcast. Thanks, everyone. Take care.